0: welcome to the comet ml open office hours powered by the artists of data science it is sunday july 18th 2021 i can't believe it is um like over halfway through the year already man feels like uh, feels like stuff's just been getting started super excited to have all of you guys here hopefully you've had a chance to tune into the podcast or released an episode on friday with the one and only james altisher that was a cool episode i really enjoyed speaking with james um He's kind of a hero of mine. So it was uh it was beyond crazy to to get him onto the show. Though the way I made that happen was interesting, right? James Alcher is all about ideas and being like the idea machine and um writing down 10 ideas a day. So then I sent him an email. Uh just because he shouts out his email at the beginning of every like podcast that he does. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just send you an email. Um and I said, James, here's 10 things we could talk about if you come on my podcast. And by the way. Uh I'll be sending you 10 ideas a day for 10 days. And uh, you know, you could block me if you want, but it's happening. Um, and like email number one, he's like, All right, this sounds good. I'll come on to your podcast. And it worked out, and I had James on the show. I thought that was freaking awesome. Um, so yeah, definitely check that episode out. Everybody listening on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Twitch. You guys, if you have any questions, feel free to drop that right there into the chat. Um, be happy to take on any questions there is also a link to get into the zoom room right there in the uh title or header of the episode that is being streamed right now so go ahead click on that and come join us uh let's go ahead and get started off you know how i like to do it kicking off with just like an open-ended question just to get the conversation going um and obviously you know we'll be taking all of your questions as well um but yeah let's let's talk about uh so, so chronobiology, I think, is an actual actual thing, right, where people tend to work best during certain hours of the day or tend to be most productive or creative during certain hours of the day. Um, I'm wondering for you guys that are joining us here, when is that for you? When do you tend to be the most kind of uh, productive or creative and, you know, just feel like you're doing your best work? Uh, let's, let's start with uh, Christoph here and see what he says.
1: Yeah. I think uh, productive in terms of uh, like deep work, like focus work, work is, uh, so for me it's in the morning. So it's (laughs) really 5 a.m. till 9 a.m. I mean, I try to wake up at four to get started and uh, at five I I start my really focused work. This is when I work on projects, when I learn. But I read about it. When, when we've got really these uh, chronotypes, uh, we get creative on the opposite time of the day. So it's like when you work focused in the morning, it means you're going to be more creative in the evening. And I guess I, I believe that. So I say deep work in the morning, creative in the evening.
0: So that was this book that you're talking about, the chronobiology thing, was that Daniel Pink's book, When? Uh,
1: no, uh, I I've read it in uh, in another book.
0: Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. That I tend to be the same way. What about you, uh, Austin?
2: Um, not quite 5.00 AM, but definitely also the morning. Uh, I'm not getting up at, at four. <laughs> um, but no, I think for me, it really stems from, um, there's like natural light. Like just having light is very important for my productivity. Um, and I'm happy to be in, like a, I was in a basement apartment for four years and I'm in like an apartment with actual light, which is great. And also it's something about, um, I think I do my best work when I have a, some sort of sense of external accountability. And I think like um, in the mornings, it feels like everyone's a little more active, a little more activated. Like getting to work, doing their thing. Like um, it just, it just gives me that little extra boost to then kind of do my own thing. And I think Christoph is right. I think I come up with my most associative uh, stuff in the evening. That's like a less connected to a task list or less connected to like my day to day. Which is, I think that's kind of an interesting point about the creativity coming later after you've expended all the energy to like do the tasks. So I would relate to that as well
0: yeah yeah nice for me it's it's also like i like waking up early in the morning uh but then i use it early in the morning time to kind of do like my my own thing that's the reading writing reflecting whatever side stuff that i that i gotta do but i find that i i start getting like really kind of more productive actually like around the mid-morning like right around like 10 a.m to like one really solid just like getting stuff done then i'll go outside for a walk and then i'll come back and you know handle a few things um but that's kind of that's you know how it tends to work for me from like either ten to two or ten to one, that's when I'm like like really in the zone and just getting stuff done. Um, how about if anybody else would like to share, dude? Let us know. So Parath uh, or, or Kosho, let us know. Uh, by the way, if anybody has questions related to anything data science, machine learning, breaking into data science, working on data science problems, machine learning problems, whatever, uh, we're here for those questions as well as whatever other questions you got. We are here for you, my friends. Um, but what about Parth uh, or 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 Kaushal, Um, what about you guys? Do you guys kind of have a time where you feel most productive?
3: So in my case, I'm still finding out what time is productive for me, actually. It's not been a fixed time
4: in certain circumstances, so I'm still on that process.
0: Yeah. You know, it, it helps just to get like a structure in place, right? Like just really like structured, kind of day, right? For me it's like early in the morning from whenever I wake up, sometimes it's it's four thirty, sometimes it's it's like five. But from that early morning up until about like eight, eight to eight thirty, that's when it's like really f- use that time to do my reading and, and whatever writing, reflecting I gotta do. Then I'll take a walk, then I'll come back in and like I just every day is the same. Like I have these chunks of time. And just helps to uh I don't know man, it just like a just propels that that productivity forward if, if i just have that structure in place like have my day broken out into chunks like that um so maybe try that man um, got it yeah so so you're asking if i got any like getting jim quick onto the podcast man I, i've been i've been trying he started uh ignoring my content after a while like for the first like seven or eight posts he was like liking it and sharing it uh and then he just stopped engaging with it um but jim quick if you're listening which you probably aren't um i gotta get you on the show man like you would have no idea how much your stuff has uh, been beneficial and impacted me like i love all of his course material uh, i've taken all of his like online courses like quick thinking uh speed reading course there's a course on memory uh, a bunch of different courses yeah it's super interesting subash man my good friend subash good to see you here um let's jump into a question here from um I think that has a question. Koshul, go for it. Are you still around? Yes, you are. Go for it. I'll just read your question here. Oh, no, go for it. Go for it. You are unneeded. Okay.
5: Uh, yeah. Uh, so, hi. How are you doing today? Hello uh, So, my question was, like, uh, I have a limitation uh, of a tool. Like, I can perform forecasting in any other tool. Like, we can do it in Python using uh, available models. But uh, my task is to perform that uh, forecasting and basically in, microsoft excel or google sheets so what do you think like uh, i have limitations of using models so which would be the best model to forecast uh, data in microsoft excel
0: uh man i wish i wish uh, i wish david langer was here man where's david when you need him he's the excel guru i mean um i think in excel you should be able to do arima forecasting i think arima is kind of like the that would be my go-to when data is seasonal and cyclical, um, I would go to ARIMA. I don't know whether that's available or not in Excel. Um, have you tried to see if it is?
5: No, it is not available in Excel. Uh,
0: what do they have available in Excel?
5: They just have exponential smoothings and uh, normal moving averages.
0: Yeah, let's see if I can find you uh, some, some resources. This is how I would go about doing it. So this is going to be a live uh, me trying to find information information type of thing. So let's go ahead and do this, right? So let's check this out. Um, So we're gonna go uh, Microsoft Excel, and let's do forecasting and seasonal. Uh, Then we can say formulas form. Let's see what we can find here. Uh, Linear and exponential smoothing. That's the only ones available in Excel. Uh, Yeah. Time series forecast in Excel. Uh, well, analytics video got a good, uh, it's pretty recent too, less than a year ago. So let's check this out. I'll probably link you to this thing right here. And uh, that's probably, gonna, well, look right here. Calculate statistics using formulas in Excel windows. So these two might be uh, useful for you. David Langer, if you're listening, um, help us figure out how to do time series in Excel. That would be a uh, very helpful. Um, but I can link you to these two. These might be helpful for you. Um, and yeah, have you come across this article yet?
5: Uh, yes, I. Oh, do. you have,
0: you have. All right, well then, uh, then this might be a little bit, a little bit more helpful. <laughs> Fifty-two pages. Uh, all of it's in Excel, though. So, that's sorry, I Couldn't be more helpful with that. I don't use Excel too much.
5: Same here. Like I also don't do. You uh, use Excel much? But uh, this is the one I got. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, so I
3: have a limitation
0: if anybody listening um on any one of the streams has any uh insight be happy to uh to to hear that so if anybody even here in the room has any insight on that please let us know um but yeah sorry uh sorry gosh don't have don't have too much more for you there um yeah if anybody has questions go ahead and let let me uh let me know i'm looking at all the streams don't see any questions coming in uh, but we're happy to take all of your questions. Everybody on LinkedIn, I see there's a there's about a dozen of you guys watching on LinkedIn. Uh, Tor is sitting in uh, watching us on on LinkedIn. He wants to know what are we trying to do. Uh, what we're trying to do, Tor is trying to do, um, essentially time series forecasting in Excel uh, with data that exhibits seasonality and cyclicality. Um, so that is uh the question that we are trying to uh to answer so if you could join us in here that would be a great tour or if you can comment right there on uh linkedin that'd be helpful as well uh Davron, you got a question go for it
6: how about you my friend i missed you
0: i know man it's been a while how you been
6: yes good i've been all preparing because of all these interview and assignments i got so crazy tired
0: <laughs> and good, finally
6: one one offered me, but uh, I was lucky because this this one was just after first interview without um, technical assessment, because all technical assessment, I failed, whether it's a data science or data analyst. But this one, just first interview, I think they just liked me and they hired me. But I'll be the only data analyst because the guy got promoted will be product owner. Uh-huh. So I'm just trying to give you a general idea of the uh, what the position is. Basically, I'll be the only data analyst which is managing the whole data and presenting. It's kind of a BI also. Uh, and I, I really need your help, guys, when I go there. And, uh, but they're probably thinking some kind of crazy expert guy is coming. <laughs>
0: uh, so you need help because they expect, expect good sequel, but your sequel is not that strong. Well, the good thing is, man, sequel is not, not too difficult to learn. I mean, um, you know, I did an entire sequel course. Mm-hmm. on oh, data science dream job so go ahead check that course out you are a data science dream job student so you've got access to that uh, SQL from the ground up definitely go through through that that'll be beneficial and for everybody listening i'll actually be teaching a SQL class uh live next weekend for the ds virtual conference uh, i keep forgetting about that thing guys i need to start pushing that promoting that more uh Next week, DS Go Virtual. I will not only be emceeing the event, um, but I'll also be teaching a SQL series. Um, sorry, guys, I got so much interesting stuff going on. I just I forget everything that I'm involved in sometimes. Um, but that's what I would say. Uh, so to get good at at SQL th- doesn't take too much effort. Um, go through the SQL from the ground up series that we've got on on Data Science Dream Job, um, or anybody that's listening that's not good at SQL, but wants to get good at SQL for Free-ish, go to DSCo Virtual. I'll be teaching an entire day about about SQL. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, but
6: any other suggestion besides like like when I go, how should I start? You know, the beginner, the, the, this kind of all because it's it's kind of different from what I do right now.
0: Yeah. So uh, any any you get a job, brand new job that you're starting, the number one mm-hmm. book I recommend to everyone is the book called uh, "The First Ninety Days." Um, that's a really really good book about just how to kind of uh, manage expectations, sit, set expectations, build a good relationship with your um, direct report and, and things like that. So definitely, definitely get that book. It's a short read. I think it's on, it's it's definitely on Audible. That's how I consumed it. And I think it's like three or four hours on Audible. Uh, so if you listen to it on like double speed, you get through it in just, you know, one commute pretty much. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, and in terms of just general, like, I mean, you don't have to be like a superstar, rock star, hero on day one, right? There's going to be time for you to go and get familiar with the company, get familiar with the data, get familiar with the processes and the people. So I would just focus mostly um, first week or two, just getting to know who it is that you're working with, getting to know whatever database administrators they have there or data people they have there and just pick their brains on where does the data live in the company? Is there a dictionary? Um, what what data is you know kind of the most important for the company? What is updated most frequently? Like a sense of the architecture, is there? Is it just one transactional like database and a bunch of tables? Or do they have like a data warehouse? Is there a pipeline that goes from raw data to the data warehouse? Or is that something that you're gonna have to build like an ETL process? Do they have any ETL processes already in place? Are there any stored procedures? If so, can you see the documentation behind that? Because it'd be helpful for you to understand um, What's happening during that ETL pipeline? Uh, so um, sorry,
6: hardly to interrupt you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, could you please tell me, like, briefly, what is like pipeline and ETL thing?
0: Yeah, oh, ETL is just,
6: just, uh,
0: yeah, ETL uh, extract, uh, transform, and and load. So pipeline means okay, here's data in one place, right? In one <clears throat> place, here's and you need to get it to another place. So you need to write code that will essentially extract the data from one place, do some stuff to it, the transformations, and that stuff could be doing like aggregations or summarizations or whatever it is that you need to do to get it ready for reporting and then loading it to another, either hopefully data warehouse or some other place. Um, so that's that ETL. And the pipeline is just it—just code that makes it go from end to end.
6: Uh, ah, yeah. got it. Uh, yeah. do, we do, do analysts do that or it's basically the engineer's job?
0: Uh, if you're the first data person they've hired, it's probably, probably going to be on your plate as well. So uh, okay. when you're the first data person hired, man, you kind of have to do a lot of different stuff and wear a lot of different hats. Um, but I mean, that's why I said get in touch with like a database administrator if they have one there or, or somebody that you can um, talk to. Hopefully they are like a data architect or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah. Um,
6: I guess most of the things are built in already. I just have to go and probably continue.
0: Uh, I, don't, like, I have no clue what the company uh, is like that you're <laughs> going to be working on. So uh, just talk to people, man. Just talk to people and get a sense of what they need. If anything, one thing I would recommend uh, in terms of just a tool to use when it comes mm-hmm. to working with databases, my favorite tool for working with SQL database is called uh, it's Azure Data Studio. And Data uh-huh. Studio is nice because um, the hardest part about SQL for me is um, imagining the transformations in my head, like what's happening to the to data as I'm writing the, the, the query. But with the notebook, you can see iteratively like, okay, if I do this then this happens, then this happens. So um, Azure Data Studio has like notebooks for SQL. So it's quite quite helpful, uh, at least it's, it's helping me a lot. Yeah, um, they're, they're IPython notebooks, but they you can write SQL in them and you can even toggle between like, you know, Python cells and SQL cells, it's really, really good.
6: Oh, thank you very much, Harpreet.
0: Yeah. Um, place equals data source, place equals destination. Yes, place to place, source to destination. Uh, that's a question coming in from the chat here uh, um, in, in LinkedIn. Place equals data source. Yes, there's data source and there's a data destination. And these places, you know, you write a pipeline to go from one place to another place. Um, but yeah, man, good, good luck on the new role. I think you're going to crush it. I know you've been working hard to, uh, to land this. So, Thank
6: good you luck. very much
0: i yeah, looking forward to seeing what happens. Uh, can you still register for the DSCO virtual conference? Absolutely, you can. Definitely go and register for DSCO virtual conference. Um, I think it's just, if you, I'll have to get the link for you, but if you just go DSGO Virtual on Google and say July 2021, you'll get the link that pops up. Man, it's going to be such a good event. Uh, There's, I mean, obviously I'm I'm emceeing the entire thing, so of course it's going to be awesome. But there's also a panel discussion hosted by my good friend Kenji, and Kenji is uh, hosting a panel about the podcasters of data science, which conspicuously is missing me, but that's because I'm. I'm seeing the entire thing uh, but his thing's gonna be cool he's got a bunch of awesome podcasters that'll be on his panel but then the the courses that are taught the next day i think i think the courses are taught on sunday so um i'll have to figure out what's happening to office hours next week <laughs> um but we'll sort that out um but there's courses with john crone who's doing a, a course that is um tensorflow versus pytorch i'm team pytorch i like pytorch uh Uh, Andrew Jones, Data Science Infinity, He is doing an entire workshop. I think he's doing like end-to-end machine learning. Joe Reese is doing a data engineering session. Uh, Man, there's gonna be so much good stuff happening uh, for DS Go Virtual, highly recommend it. Um, Go and check that out. Um, And then the networking events, those are a lot of fun. I always like like to do the networking events. I just jump into those and uh, see who I can run into. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Asha, what's going on? Good to see you here again. Anybody else has questions, go ahead and let us know into the uh, chat, wherever you are. There's some questions coming in regarding the Excel topic that um, I think Parth was asking about. Was it, no, not Parth, but Koshal was asking about. Um, on LinkedIn, Bharat, uh, yeah, Koshal on LinkedIn, check out the comments. Rodney has got some links in there for you. Um, create a forecast in Excel. He's got a link there from Microsoft's documentation, so go ahead and check that out. Uh, Srinivas was asking, "What's the book uh, title of the book I was talking about with respect to starting your first job and, and kind of how to uh, get on the right foot?" That was called "The First 90 Days." The First 90 Days, great book. Um, but yeah, so go ahead. Uh, let's take questions, guys. I'm I'm definitely open to taking questions. Shout out to everybody in the room. If you guys have questions, let me know. Um, everybody watching on LinkedIn, those of you guys watching on LinkedIn, there's there's a lot of you on LinkedIn. So come and join us in the room. I like making this interactive as much as uh, possible. Um, but yeah, Kosher, we've got a lot of great uh, tips for you on the LinkedIn comment section for your particular problem of doing forecasting in Excel. Asha, that's quite an interesting getup you have there. What is what is going on?
3: I'm
7: not feeling too well, so I'm trying to stay as warm as possible. I have such a huge, it's
0: a whole on me. Oh man, uh, well, hopefully you feel, hopefully you feel better oh man uh any Um, questions any questions or anything that i could help you with because i know you always got some good ones
7: um i've had you talking about the prof like forecasting in excel yes um may i add if you you don't want it on excel there's something i came across this week i never knew existed there's something called profit
0: oh facebook's profit package (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah that's a good one as well so i think uh coachful's constraint was he had to only work out of um excel but i want like can't you integrate python into excel nowadays um that's what i I thought that was a thing that is possible maybe that's python into power bi Um, but yeah facebook profit is definitely a good uh package for doing time series they came out with another one as well uh recently i can't remember what it's called um but yeah so how, how else is everybody doing How's everybody's uh anybody got plans for this upcoming week? Anything interesting you're working on? Anything exciting or fun? Like I've I've had a crazy week, man. Just a, a ton of ton of interviews. I've been on like I think there's four interviews this week, bunch of take-home assignments. It's just been my evenings have been all like just tied up. So I'm excited to kind of get get past this little little bump. I got a couple more for the 20th. Um so definitely looking forward to to chilling out a little bit after this uh crazy crazy week how about you guys how's how's everybody's week looking coming up
3: um
7: can i go
0: yes please i think asha froze up on us here yes asha did freeze up um once you are back asha we're happy to take your question uh shout out to everybody else in the room uh rohit that i know you're sitting here. uh, had your microphone unmuted. So, if you have a question, please do let us know. Happy to take any and all questions. Guys, got to make it uh, it's an interactive session. There, there can be I've no had some questions. Yes, yes, go. I was gonna say, there can be no office hours without any interaction. Otherwise, it just <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, just 19. don't know which one to ask. Ask uh, them all. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's like the worst career advice that you keep seeing or hearing or something like somebody is trying to help or he's thinking he's helping but in fact there's no idea there's
0: a lot of that out there a lot of, uh, a lot of bad career advice um, I don't know man what's the worst bit of career but I'd have to think on that because uh, there's so much so much bad advice uh, Tor, what's some bad advice that you think people are uh, peddling out there when it comes to, to career
2: putting me on the spot eh?
0: yes yes <laughs>
3: I don't know. When it comes to advice given, I never really had any bad advice. But I think the key is to follow advice, not really thinking about it, uh, because everybody's giving advice based on their own standpoint and their own experiences, etc. And I think the biggest danger here not so much the advice itself. It's more how you follow it, whether you take it into account or just kind of follow without thinking about it. Um, plenty of advice has been given over time. Some I followed, some I didn't. But you have to kind of really think about it. Um, it's always nice to get advice, uh, but like I said, you always have to keep in mind that whoever is giving it has their own situation, their own background, and, and their own reasons for giving that type of advice.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Austin. What's some bad career advice you've uh, you've seen or heard of recently?
2: Um, that's a really interesting question, and it's yeah. it is very informed by where you're coming from culturally, because um, for me, you know, I got a lot of advice about like from when I was a kid, like my dad sort of or my parents didn't really care much about like um, accumulating and passing on wealth, so I got like a lot of that perspective, just sort of like, but I, I think I think maybe one is like um, turn this sort of blind thing of like turn what you're passionate about into a career like i think that can work for some people but like so for example like i was i in grad school i wrote a, a book of poems and i was an mfa for poetry um and i saw the reality of turning that passion for creativity and associative writing and language into a career um specifically like teaching poetry for a living or being a university professor and, and selling books and all these kinds of things. And that started sucking the, the joy out of it that I have. So I think um, the point that uh, Roebuck was making about you know contextualizing that advice to your own circumstances. Like for me, I can find some of the things I enjoy in my work that I do now, whether it's communication, community, all these things. But I'm not, um, like, I, like if I had to you know write scripts, like screenplays for a living or these things I've, I've tossed around in my, in my head, I think I would lose the joy of it. Um, so it's like, it's, it's sort of balancing, like finding things you're good at and can get really much better at and, and turn into a career versus like following your passion. I think there's more nuance in that sort of career advice than is often given credence. That's what I would say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And now given some time, think on it and taking, taking into consideration some of what I've heard here, I feel like the, the worst career advice I hear is, is blanket statements that people just assume will apply to everyone. I think any advice given needs to be definitely within, within context. So any that's why anytime somebody comes to me for advice, like I don't just tell them to do something, like I always come back with at least three or four questions. Like, let me dig a little bit deeper. Let me understand a little bit more and then give you something that's going to be suited or or tailored kind of for you or kind of more relevant to you. Um, it's when we start trying to use advice as like a prescription that it it, it starts like to, to not work. Right. Um, I don't know if that made sense, but I think the worst, that's really
2: smart. Yeah. That's really smart. I think that that's, that's sort of um, it's, it's born of like the um, sort of ways in which we communicate on these platforms. Now they're almost, they almost are more prone to or more um, amenable to that sort of blanket statement and Mm -hmm. lacking the sort of follow-up context or the, the questions you need to ask yourself to dig into, like, is that right for me? Or in what context is that right for me? So I think that's a great point.
0: Yeah, and a lot of I would say there's a lot of bad advice starts with why don't you just or just do or just this or just that like like as if it was that easy. Oh, you want to be a dancer? Why don't you just go and and do these few things and like even even though I'm like oh go just do a project. I mean, there's a lot more to it than that. Um, so that's why I always you know try to, to try to say yes, do a project, but make sure you do it right. Um, but yeah, a lot of the worst advice I think starts with with the words, just. Asha, what about you? What's some really horrible advice that that you've gotten?
7: I've received a lot of advice that's terrible or good. I haven't received a lot of advice, especially when transitioning from individuals, but from definitely from online, it's what you said, the blanket statements. You can do it in four months. Just concentrate, two weeks, you'll be done. That's the worst, (laughs) putting a timeline on things.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think the reason you probably don't get bad advice is because you give really good context. Like you're like, all right, this is my situation. This is what I'm working on. This is what I'm trying to do. Do you have any advice for me? How do I move a step forward or, or what have you? Um, so I think that's probably why you tend to get good advice. Uh, Christoph, was that was that helpful? What have you What have you seen out there that's been really really just not useful?
1: Uh, I it just reminded me of. I, I it was like. 2 months ago maybe when Andrew Jones uh, had this post on LinkedIn that started that uh, keep hearing this you're not a real data scientist unless you something you 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 can do SQL you you do that you do that and uh i think that's uh that's like a really negative content that we find and, and it's it would be very useful to uh, just block this kind of content because it brings only negativity. uh, And this is very uh, biased by people who write it because they tend to uh, give more importance to things that they already know. I mean, because they like uh, compare themselves with others and they like to think about themselves like they're better than others because, because they know that. So it's, it's more important because, because they know that. <laughs> it's like this kind of BS that makes something that is supposed to be an advice, but it really only brings negativity and like yeah. pressure on people who are starting and they think they're too slow or not smart enough or they're missing something, not job ready.
0: Something like that, yeah, I do hundred percent agree. I hate those type of posts. <laughs> I remember dude like years ago, not years ago, maybe like two, maybe three years ago, and this post sticks out in my mind, and it was somebody that was like I respected a lot at the time, like it was like an o g in the field, um, and they posted th- this asinine comment, which was you're not a real data scientist. If you haven't been earning at least six figures for three years, by the time you've turned 30, I'm like, what the fuck? Are you serious, man? Like that is the stupidest piece of, like, what are you talking about? Um, I don't know if they're being facetious or if they were just, that's actually how they felt knowing this person's track record and how they have been posting. That's actually how this person probably felt. And, uh, I was like, dude, you're like, you're a person that people look up to a lot. Like you can't be (laughs) saying shit like this. Uh, Let's go to, let's go to uh, Austin, then Koshal.
2: Yeah. I just wanted to say one last thing on this real quick. I think um, I said something about the platforms. I think there's something about the platforms on which this advice is a lot of times shared where like things like that, that stir up controversy or stir up emotion, even if they're negative are the things that get people more attention. So it's Mm -hmm. almost like there's sometimes you have to tease out like who's really trying to help you versus who is trying to get your attention. Um, And some people are good at doing both. And like the best people I've found and the people I follow, like, Preview, you are an example of this. I know Mark, who sometimes joins us is an example of this. They're teaching us something through their advice. They're not just pitting people against each other. And it's so easy to get attention by pitting people against each other, saying things that are controversial. And it's like, it's just like a bullshit detector. It's like, you got to learn how to sniff that out. Um, and it gets easier over time to do that. But you have to like, really be aware of that because you can get sucked into that cycle of negativity so quickly and feel bad about yourself.
0: Yep. yep. Absolutely. Uh, Coach, will go for it. Uh
5: so hi like I have a question that uh, what kind of questions I can ask over here to be honest
0: everything man anything there's like i mean it's okay it's anything so yeah.
5: i just want to know like do we have any excel guru over here like who can even help me in some kind of cleaning because like i i have a good hand in python but not in excel and i'm going through interviews and working on the assignments uh to submit them. So I'm facing hard time to do those aggregations. And I'm trying, uh, like since two, day, two days and two nights, I'm trying to find few things and I'm not able to find it. So uh, if you allow me, can I share my screen to show what kind of problem I'm facing? Uh,
0: yeah, definitely. Um, I, I will say though, there's there's some great comments here on the LinkedIn uh, comment section, particularly around the question you're asking. There's these tours, great at Excel. He just joined in. Um, Right here. Uh, also, like if you haven't already followed David Langer stuff, he has a bunch of free course content out there. That's like uh, it's all centered around Excel, but it's how to do like SQL like operations in Excel. So it's quite useful in, in that regard. Um, but let's do this, though. First, Koshu. let me let me quickly go to Matul, and then we'll jump to to you because I feel like this is going to be a really involved thing. And I know Matul's had his hand up here for uh, for a few minutes so let's do his question real quick i think he might have a comment on what we we're talking about before and then we'll get right into into uh into yours so mature yeah thank you
4: hi there um sorry i actually had a question i don't know if you want to finish out his question before
0: uh no we'll we'll take your question because uh, this this i feel like will be a a long and involved thing okay stuff so if we uh,
4: Yeah, Yeah, so my question was, um, so I'm actually doing an interview for a senior role at a consulting company. Now, I've never worked in industry before. I've been a data scientist in academia. Mm -hmm. So, you know, working in industry, there's one thing I have to do is deal with clients. So I wanted to, like, know, like, as a data scientist working in industry, how do you actually interact with clients and what kind of things, you know, you would want to interact for? Like with clients, like is it the date? is it for getting data or you know asking questions, or what kind of what kind of things you look for?
0: So clients are typically hiring you because they need your help to solve a problem. So when it comes to interacting with with clients, you just need to figure out what their problem is, make sure you really understand their problem and not like half acidly think that you understand their problem and assume stuff, so just questions and questions. No question is too dumb as long as it's helping you frame what what it is that you need to do um so like if if you're working at a consulting company um i mean ask as many questions as you possibly can get as much context around what it is they're trying to do um, don't be afraid to ask questions and don't be afraid to quickly kind of iterate on little solutions and not you know iterate on little solutions show them get get that feedback as much as possible because you don't want to spend like four weeks on something only to come back show to the client and say oh my god this this like completely misses the mark this isn't what i was asking for it's better to have those micro touch points whether it's a you know once every week or or twice a week even just to make sure you're on on path right especially in consulting because I mean, billable hours is definitely a thing but you also may be like as efficient as possible with with your time um so asking good questions is going to be a superpower for sure
4: right and i actually have a final one for that interview so any any tips on like you know yeah how to deal, um, like, on the client side like you know if i get asked any questions on that because i haven't dealt with clients okay. before so um, um
0: so I mean, I don't know how much time you have, but there's a a book that I enjoy um, that I kind of find myself flipping to every now and then. You might be able to find a PDF of it. It's called Case in Point. And it's a book. uh, is written for uh, case study style interviews. It's not specific to data science, but it's just how to kind of solve solve and uh, think about problems. Um, So that's a good reference. They got a bunch of exercises. They got good frameworks for how to think about solving a problem with the consulting kind of context. Um, So definitely check that out. Uh, What's a tour. Do you have any advice when it comes to um, consulting?
4: Sorry, was that for me?
0: Oh no, tour.
3: I've been, I've been doing consulting now for about seven years. And, you know, any job you're working in is a consulting job as far as I can tell. And what I think is that your your goal in any situation, of course, is really to truly understand what the client wants. In most instances, clients do not know what they want. It's your job to ask the right questions, guide them and clarify so that they understand what uh, the solution should be. And at the end of the day, if you get the client to actually view the solution, that you going to
4: deliver that's your goal
0: yeah yeah absolutely when is your uh interview coming up matul
4: it's on tuesday okay Wish-
0: yeah so hopefully this was good advice i don't know how much time like you know if you got time to check out case in point before tuesday but um like the the, the thing is you just got to be able to solve problems right like you know, like just be able to ask questions, provide solutions, get feedback, incorporate the feedback into your solution plan, and increment forward. Like just as much as you can increment forward. Get the feedback. That's the biggest thing I think is just that feedback loop. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for all the advice advices.
0: Yeah. Hopefully that is. Uh, hopefully that is helpful. Good luck on the interview. Looking forward to, uh, to hearing some good stuff from it. Um,
4: thanks.
0: Yeah. So. Koshal, sit tight. We will get to your question. I just want to uh, knock back a couple other questions here. Um, There's a question coming here from uh, Mohammed. What is a good strategy to learn machine learning or deep learning when there is a ton of resources out there and it is just overwhelming? I think a good strategy, man, is just to pick one of those resources and just kind of go through it. And then did that resource help you? Do you feel more uh, illuminated by the time you've gone through that resource? Were there parts of that resource that you still have questions on? If so, then go address those specific questions. My whole thing is just top down type of approach and, you know, sometimes jump in, mixing it with the bottom up approach. So top down meaning just quickly get an idea of the workflow of how you go from data to decisions, right? Uh, just work through something real quick at a high level, right? Whether that's like a mini project or, a resource or a course or something, just go through it on one pass and then go back through it and address the parts that you are still having questions on or still having confusion with. I think that's probably the best way to do it. Um, but yeah, like don't pick up every resource, just focus on on one. If there's one resource I would recommend, um, I think the gold standard book, I think for introduction to kind of machine learning is... Um, uh, Aurelion Geron's book. I think that's how you say his name. And that's um, Introduction to Machine Learning with Python and TensorFlow, I believe. Uh, let
1: me, it's called Hands-On Machine Learning with Scikit-Learn and TensorFlow.
0: That's the one, yes. <laughs> Hands-On Machine Learning with Scikit-Learn and TensorFlow. That's the good one. Um, yeah, that's
1: the best one.
0: Yeah, that's a really good one. That's the book that I used like when I was first kind of trying to Both learn Python and machine learning simultaneously. Um, That was very, very helpful. It's a good book. Definitely check that out. Um, But yeah, it's uh, most of learning is deciding what not to focus on. So just pick one, ignore the rest, work your way through that. And that's it. Just don't focus on the tons of resources. Just focus on one good resource and just go through it. Everything you don't understand, mark it down, note it down. Like, okay, this is something I don't get to come back and revisit it um you can just kind of work through it as much as possible uh the resource i suggested for Matul's interview was called case in point that's correct yeah case in point um that's a good good read i like thumbing through that one um all right so let's go for it uh koshla are you still here i think uh, you are, yes. yes i am all right cool let's go for it let's uh, see what your question is if you want to pull up your excel thing
5: perfect so basically i have one which is of half interval uh, half an hour interval, right? So you can see this at uh, 12 a.m. Uh, I have product tested this much. I have uh, type one issue detected this much. I have type two deta- uh, issue detected this much. And this is the half hour interval of data, right? So what I want as an output is basically this. I want hour interval. So basically, I want to aggregate these things, these two, right? So this two would be added up, this two would be added up, this two would be added up. So it will go into the zeroth hour of the day. I have done that in Python and I have looked back into the Excel, but I am not sure that how I can do this in um, Excel. I have tried to group by, use group by, and many more things like lots of different things, lots of different approaches, but I believe there is some advanced Excel formulas which I'm not aware, aware of. They might help. If anyone can help on this, please.
0: I'll defer this one to uh, to Tor. I mean, I wouldn't know how to do that in Excel. It's easy enough to do in Python, but yeah, how would you do that in Excel Tor? Any advice? Dave Langer, where are you when we need you?
3: I think they would definitely know probably better solutions than I have, but to me, this is really about the half-hour interval data, the column that you have, you would need to somehow break that down into uh, two new columns, probably by hour, and then use your round formula to calculate any half hours up to the whole hours. And this way, you can then generate uh, technically new data similar to what you've done in Python.
5: Yes, I have used the round formula as well. I have, uh, like, Uh, uh, taken out the date and R differently and I have used it but I want to aggregate these two things and I'm not able to do that. I am able to do it in uh, a pivot chat, pivot table but I'm not able to do uh, like unpivot it back and take it into the proper format because like when I'm going to present this I have to show a proper procedure um in the interview like how I have done because I can I have done it with uh I would say like twists and turns, but I don't have any proper process to do this or any proper let me, form. To
3: do let this. me ask you a question just quickly. Is this something that you're gonna be using as an ongoing basis?
5: Or is this a one-time I, I, okay.
3: thing?
5: Okay, so I am uh working on an interview. Um so I got this assignment and I have to prepare or analyze the data, forecast it, and I have to utilize it, and I have to uh, present it in an interview. So I am concerned that uh, if I'm going to use any other other tools or skills or any other things, it would be accepted or not. I'm not sure about it.
3: (laughs) That's a good question, but uh, personally, I don't if the end result is what counts, how you get there is a different story and how you approach it. Uh, The way I look at it is that if this is something that you would be manually doing on a regular basis, uh, what you're looking here to do is to actually automate the process. And you're probably better off using... Python as you have to actually generate the new data and then use the new data to actually generate an Excel, which you need to create for formulas and forecasting, etc. cetera. Exactly. But, yeah, like Yeah, okay, go ahead. Sorry. So once you have the new table, basically, you will just have like the old data, then you run it through the Python, then you extract and get the new data set. And based on that new data set, this is what you're using. Then, the question is if you're going to be using Excel as your actual working tool, then you definitely want to build a structure in Excel that allows you to um, use, as I say how to that you don't have to manually go in on constantly on a regular basis to update formulas, etc, okay in in the Excel tool.
0: If I could jump in real quick. Um... I'm gonna just stop the sharing here and I'm just pull up something and see if I can um, do that here. Uh, how am I gonna do that share screen? Give me one second here. So here's what I've come across real quick, just a quick Google search. Um, so I think what you're trying to do is, is a, called a power query apparently. Uh, so this is Excel, um, this is on their documentation. Uh, you can group same values in one or more columns into a single grouped row. Uh, and this is, it kind of walks you through how to do that. So maybe the uh, concept you want to look into is uh, a power query in Excel and how to group by stuff. So I can send you these, and I think that might be helpful. Um, so this is kind of like the search term I looked for to get there. Uh, and so power query group by aggregation using M functions, uh, things like that. So uh, power query grouping and summarizing data. So. Uh, This might be what you're looking for. I'll go ahead and I'll post these links here. Um, But yeah, I think this will be be helpful. So maybe look up that kind of language, that concept of uh, Power Query. Sure, thank you so
5: much. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much,
0: guys. Yeah, so hopefully this helpful. let us know how it turns out. Give us a a follow-up next week. Um, And I'll drop these links right here. Power Query Group By. That's what this thing is called. Um, Yeah. Check that out. A few resources here. Awesome. Thank you so much. Cool, yeah. No problem, man. Uh, Any other questions for anybody? Let me know. Please do let me know. Got a few more minutes here, so Mm -hmm. I'm happy to take any questions I'm looking on. uh, LinkedIn. Don't see any questions on LinkedIn or YouTube or Twitch. Um, We can start to wrap things down. Oh, Asha, go for it.
3: Um,
7: so wait, I've switched off my video. I think my my internet is a bit slow. This will make it better. I'll
3: stop
0: freezing up. Yeah, no problem.
7: Um, so like I said, I think on that yesterday, no, it was day before yesterday, Friday. Yes. Um, I I've started a new role, uh, but I'm working with financial data. I'm floating half the time, which is quite okay. I'll catch up very soon, but Another thing I'm coming to realize I haven't worked with this on top of what I had asked about risk risk and financial risk management is customer analytics. And by this, I mean exactly what I had asked again, behavioral models. If you don't mind, <laughs> let me ask the question again. Um, do you have any tips on behavioral models? Because, I mean, it's dependent on the customer you're working on. Um, let me try to explain it. Um, it's any behavioral model depends on what you're trying to achieve and the, the current data you have, the different variables you have. But I have a feeling that I also need to understand how customer analytics works, the financial bit. So on top of the book you recommended yesterday, is there anyone else? I know, Tor, you, you said you're working with a lot of the financial, you're in the financial field. Is there any books you can point me to in the financial analytics?
3: I have to admit, unfortunately, I'm not a big book reader, <laughs> so I don't have any suggestions on it. Um, sorry.
0: Yeah, I think that book that I was recommending the other day might potentially be overkill because uh, it doesn't really do the uh, customers like you know behavior models or anything like that. That's just strictly like a risk and derivative uh, pricing and stuff like that. Um, Rodney is here saying Lee Anthony. Oh wait, no, that's something else. He's just responding to a to a comment here from from Lee Anthony about uh, Koshal's question. Um. So, uh, Asha, I, let's, let's look this up. Let's look this up here. Let, let's let's do a quick search. Um,
7: no, no, I've done the search. I've just we have been looking at the tutorials. I just feel like they don't go deep enough.
0: Yeah. Well, let me just just keep it surface level just wait
7: it out and learn on the job
0: yeah or just ask questions for the people who are experts in your company about this type of stuff um so take take that top-down approach and then i go from the bottom up on points where you need to right um so is it useful for you to get kind of deep into the weeds right now to kind of get the job done or get a result if it's not then kind of keep that high level for now just to kind of produce a result and dig deeper when you know when it's time to uh, but i mean it's obviously it sounds like you're having issues finding actual resources to get uh, to get I think started. i'll
7: take the approach of learning in the office i think i'm the dumbest one in the group for now for now but it's definitely going to get better but that's that's always
0: part. that's always a good feeling for me, at least, I like being the dumbest person in the room. That means that this is a place where I can grow and learn and get better. So depends on how you want to frame it. Uh, you never want to be the smartest person in the room. That's for sure. Or you never want to think yeah. like you're the smartest person in the room. But uh, don't worry about that. Like you, you, you got an entire career ahead of you to learn and, and do stuff. So do not feel bad about that.
7: All right. Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. Uh, but yeah, I mean, shout out on um. Uh, if you're in Slack, um, you know, the Artists Data Science Slack community, uh, tag that community there with, with the question and what type of resources you're looking for. And it'll also be a reminder to me to help and dig up whatever I can for you as well. Um, and again, I'm interested in seeing how this turns out for you.
7: <laughs> thank you. Let's see if I survived the first few months, but thank you.
0: Yeah, no problem. Um, I guys. See no other questions here, anywhere, actually. Uh, so we can begin to. oh Christoph you had a question I saw you had your hand raised uh, just a couple minutes ago
1: just, just a quick one uh, have you have you heard of this book
0: deep thinking I've never heard of that one by Ooh, Gary okay. Kasparov. oh wait that's the chess master guy right
1: yeah yeah I got it today so I you you know like every book so I, I <laughs> thought you yeah, you could know this one it seems no, interesting
0: no I've I know Gary Kasparov. I know he wrote a book and uh uh, deep thinking. All right, let me know what you think about that, man. I would like to. Okay, I, uh,
1: I like the subtitle. It's called "Where Artificial Intelligence and and Human Creativity Begin."
0: Oh, for real? All right. Well, I think I'll buy that right after this call. I'll definitely, <laughs> definitely pick that up, or at least download it on on Audible. Definitely good recommendation. I'll check that one out. All right, guys, we'll go ahead and we'll wrap it up. Again, thanks for joining us. Thanks for sticking with us till the end, everybody on LinkedIn. Hope you guys. Eventually join us at some point. Uh, It's good having everybody here. Remember to uh, tune into the podcast, release an episode with James freaking Altucher. So let me know what you guys think about that. That was an episode that uh, I was super, super hyped for. So definitely check that episode out. Next week, got an episode being released with John Sfiokla, who is the author of or co-author of The Self-Made Billionaire Effect. Got another episode being released with Jonathan Tesser who's kind of big on LinkedIn, LinkedIn famous, and then one with Lillian Pearson as well. So finally a data scientist back in the mix. You guys take care, have a good rest of the weekend. Remember, you've got one life on this planet. Why not try to do something big? Cheers, everybody.